Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics, so get on board. Listen, learn, live. everyone. Welcome to the Cultural Express Show Network. And it is Saturday, August 23rd, 2014. And as you know, this is the next to last Saturday of the month. And that is when we bring to you Paradigm Shifters Principles for Life and Success. However, prior to me bringing them to you, I just want to take the opportunity to wish Steve Duncanson, the host of Paradigm Shifters. So, there you have it. Now we're going to move on over to Paradigm Shifters. Paradigm Shifters. Principles for Life and Success. Hosted by motivationalist Steve Duncanson. Start framing your tomorrows today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another session of Paradigm Shift, There's Principles for Life and Success. I'm Steve Duncanson, your host. Pleased to be able to be with you here um, today. And as usual, not by myself, I'm with my co-host, Marilyn Ocasio. How are you, Marilyn? Marilyn? Hi, I'm, hi, I'm doing great. Thank you. Good great. to be Excellent. back. Good, good. Glad to have you back. And of course, uh, always standing by at the ready, um, the executive producer of the uh, of the of the radio program, the Coco Express, Aurelia Lyles. Aurelia, how are you? What's up? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, you know, for, for a moment, my, my phone went out during the, your your intro. Did I hear you mention something about an event that took place this week? Yeah, you got older. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, and being that you're the senior of the group. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I tell you, well, it sure beats the alternative, like this. <laughs> oh, yes. Because if, oh, yeah. if you don't see birthdays, that means something's gone seriously wrong, right? But, yeah, mm-hmm. double nickels. So, you know, thank you uh, very much. I appreciate it. And uh, I really count the blessings uh, from, from year to year being able to be here. You know, my dad passed away when he was 50 years old from uh, stomach cancer. And I was 25 when that happened. And, you know, in... I, I had to fight that thought for many years that I wouldn't even make it to 50, you know. But, um, you know, thank God that I have. Uh, and as we know, when we're still alive, that means that God ain't finished with us yet. Your purpose is not done. There's still something left for you to do. And uh, I'm grateful that I'm still here. And um, thank you for recognizing I appreciate it. You can send your gift, Aurelia, to I am not a kid at But it's all good. <laughs> Hey Marilyn, yeah, you hear all of this? Yeah, you hear all of this, Marilyn? <laughs> <laughs> See how hey, you get all of that? Easy. <laughs> Bring it back in right now, right now. All right. So, you know, the, the the last time we were together, we we talked about um, our our thinking. We talked about our thinking. We also talked about the importance of being able to ask. 
for what it is that we want, you know, and recognizing that if you if you don't ask for what you want, the, the answer will always be no, right? If you don't ask, the answer will always be no. Be willing uh, and open to ask life for things. And as we, we, we share that principle, because obviously, again, that's what we talk about here on our, our program, principles or laws for, for life and for success. Uh, yet... <clears throat> Today, we want to take a little bit of a different different slant, though we are going to link in the aspect of, of principles and laws, because uh, many of you uh, know that, that part of my, my background is being retired law enforcement, retired sergeant in the City Police Department. And um, there is a, an issue that continues to raise its head here in, in uh, not just in New York, but around the United States. Um, and that is the rash of um, officer-involved shootings of unarmed men of color, and um, and the issue of racism that exists in in the United States, and and invariably many of us have ideas and thoughts with regard to why it takes place or how it takes place, and you know I I I don't know that there's any any simple answer though the core we understand uh, why it comes about, but the, the reality is I, I felt really impressed and it's important to uh, not necessarily in taking any side with regard to, to this, but the aspect of what can our listeners do, especially black males, men of, of, men of color, black and brown men of, of color in their interactions with the police to under to be safe. If you look at the Eric Garner uh, case, the individual that um, there was a chokehold that was involved in uh, in his death, the, uh, the young man in, in Ferguson, Michael Brown, who um, there was a degree of aggression in the context with the, with the police officer, and a few others as well, where individuals re- resist um, arrest, um, and that lending itself towards uh, exacerbating the situation, and. Um, uh, and and uh, you know I know that that the re- reality is that when we're approached and we fear it's unfair, we feel it's unfair. The natural response is to want to push back. Here's the thing: that's not a battle you can win in the street with mm. with, uh, with the police. It's not. It's you know. And and again, it's it, it's a challenge to to one's sense of decency, to one's ego, uh, where you're being unjustly. Uh, treated, you may feel that you can't litigate it in the street. It's better to simply uh, get, comply with what you're being asked, um, whether it's for identification, whether it is uh, for uh, to to put your hands behind your back, or whatever the case might be, um, because it diminishes the likelihood that you will be in, injured in the process. Uh, I chose my words carefully there. It diminishes the likelihood um, because it's not necessarily unequivocal. But here's what we do know, that if you uh, attempt to fight it and fight the officer on the street during the altercation, the percentage and the likelihood of you getting injured goes up exponentially. Uh, but mm-hmm. yet if you, uh, you, you take your, uh, simply take a seat back, Swallow your pride for a moment, just for a moment, so that you can live, right? And uh, be, be, and 
just comply with what the office is asking. Take take his name, um, um, anything that can be recorded by people that are around, audio, video, feel free to do that from a safe distance without getting involved, without interfering with the process. You want to be able to do that. You have every right to, to do that. Um, the, the key is, and again, I, I realize to some degree here I'm, I'm rambling, but I'm uh, certainly have seen it happen all too often. And the reality is, besides all the other issues surrounding it, those individuals that the police were uh, attempting to arrest did not resist arrest. There's a stronger likelihood that they would be alive today. Mm-hmm. Not justifying the officer's behavior, not at all. I'm simply saying that if they didn't resist arrest, they would be alive. And so um, be, be smart, be, be safe is, is the thing that's critically important. <clears throat> it's, and, and clearly the, the reason for the great uproar is that this is happening according to what the, all, all the, the research that's out there, that this is happening and not in, um, in our, um, the white communities, but in the communities of color. It's how the officers interact with um, African-American or Latino males and, and often, and I've also seen it with women, that has caused the challenge, you know. And uh, the core of that clearly is racism. Whether it is conscious or unconscious, intentional or unintentional, whether it is individualistic or whether it is systemic, it is something that is, is lending itself towards creating this particular, this particular issue. And... I think, and you guys let me know what you think. I think part of, you know, Dr. King said, in, in one of the many poignant thoughts that he said, is that um, evil flourishes when good people say nothing, right? When, when, when those who stand by and they may believe something to be wrong or believe it to be unjust, but they don't say something, they don't do something about it, they essentially allow that evil to flourish, that evil, you know, to, to perpetuate itself. And so there's the need for, uh, I, I just give an anecdote of this uh, on, on Facebook. I have uh, friends with uh, someone who I've known, wow, it's got to be at least 35 years now from the time that I was a kid. I went to this camp in, uh, in Pennsylvania and predominantly uh, white community. And so I still have, I have relationships from from then to today, and um, young uh, lady, uh, you know, white sister. I I posted uh, a video that chronicled the many incidences over the last decade of unarmed males of color being killed by white police officers. Or, or police officers, because it was a combination of two. And I posted that, and, and several people responded to the post saying, yeah, this is a horrible thing. I hate to see that happen. Uh, and this young lady posted, uh, isn't it true that more blacks are killed by blacks? Now, when she posted that, I had to stop and think for a moment about how my how to respond with to this in, in love. And we're going to be talking about the aspect in love in a minute because there is the law of love. 
uh, um, I said to her, well, let's say we stipulate that as true. Uh, my question to her is, what's your point? As a <laughs> white woman in our society, looking at this video and seeing the reality of what's going on, what would be your point in saying, well, isn't it true that more blacks are killed by blacks? And let me say as a parenthetical, clearly and unequivocally and most definitely that the black-on-black crime is something that has to be addressed. We have to be just as incensed when we kill one another as when someone else kills us. So I think that, that granted, that's 100% right. Yet the issue at hand is that it's law enforcement and the disparity between how law enforcement engages men of color and white men. So for this woman to say, isn't it true that more blacks are killed by blacks, seems to distance herself from the real issue at hand. And rather than say, I agree with your point, and we need to stand together to eliminate this issue of racism. Does that make sense to you guys at all in, in what I'm expressing here? Did, or did I, did I see it correctly? Do you see something different? Or what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yes, it makes, it makes a lot of sense, Steve, and I think you handled that very well. And um, as, as I'm listening to you, I have a few things, you know, a few thoughts racing in my mind. And uh, you mentioned the law of love, and uh, what, what comes to my mind is how people's egos get in the way and when you when you also said about people not speaking up and not helping another person and looking for justice and you know people have we have to learn how to get rid of our egos and when we get rid of our egos we can have compassion compassion for one another our ego tells us uh, what's in it for me but when we have mm-hmm. compassion and we live from our spirit it's our spirit says, how can I serve others? How can I, mm. how can I uh, be of service to others? Because that's what we are meant to do on this planet. It's not about Absolutely. us and ourselves. It's about serving others and love. Uh, we're, we're all one. We're, we're all united. We're all equal. It doesn't matter where we're from. We all come from the same place, which is divine love. And when we come from divine love, there are five steps that we need to move towards divine love. And, it's, um, you know, we have to catch ourselves and recognize ourselves if we're judging others. And if we are, we have to correct that thought immediately. We have to recognize the judgmental behavior, correct that behavior, and start behaving in a new way. So that's what I have to say about that. I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, the, the, just the, the whole difference between love and lust, right? So love is the desire to benefit others at the expense of self. Lust is the benefit self at the expense of others. Right. right. We're, we're, you know, so the law of love, and, and uh, certainly my favorite book expresses it best. It says, uh, and, and again, dealing from a spiritual standpoint, right, you know, right now, you know, the book of Matthew that expresses uh, that um, we're to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And the second command is, is just as the first, and that is to love your neighbor as yourself. To love your neighbor as yourself. To love your neighbor 
as mm. yourself. Clearly, clearly these incidences that we have seen over the last several years and, quite frankly, through the history of America, right, is that, that it is not loving uh, others. Uh, 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 one, one thing that comes to my mind also when you say uh, love, love thy neighbor as you love thyself, and one mm-hmm. major issue or problem that we have, not only in this country but everywhere, is that, that the incidents that you were speaking about earlier and the person mm-hmm. obviously is not loving that other person because they don't love themselves. So you cannot, how are you going to love your neighbor if you don't love yourself? So we have to start by loving ourselves wholeheartedly, coming from that place of divine love, from our higher self, um, letting go of our ego, having compassion. And how do we love ourselves? We have to really get to know ourselves. We have to become friends with our mind. We have to become friends with our body. And when we become, when we become friends with our mind and our body and that connects, we become uh, our soul. Our soul is infinite. Our soul wants to expand constantly, and we have to constantly feed our minds, our, our hearts daily. It's uh, have a daily routine because just just like we like to be physically fit and we have to work out and eat right, it's the same thing with our minds. We have to ha- we have to be um, the way we physically fit. We have to also be fit with our minds because if we don't feed our minds daily and with positive thoughts and thoughts of love and just reassuring that that we love ourselves and then that love is going to reflect onto others. If you see people around you that are not treating you properly or disrespecting you, it's because somewhere inside of you that's how you're treating yourself. So everything outside of us is a reflection of us. So I love that you said, you know, love thy neighbor as you love thyself um, because I think a lot of people are not really taking the time to love themselves. They're forgetting to love themselves. So we have to start with that. You know, clearly, you know, the, the aspect of the, um, the you know, the, the, the metaphysical or, 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 you know, even the, uh, um, the, the esoteric sort, sort of, of love as a concept uh, is, is critically important to understand that, the, that where, where we came from, that God is love, and so that is the core, there's no doubt. Um, and one has to love oneself. And there are certainly many instances, you know, where in fact people do things because of self, self-hate and not, and not loving themselves. Then there's the other side of that when individuals love themselves too much and diminish the love for for others, uh, where they think more more highly of themselves, greater value for themselves than than someone else, and um, I believe you know that's uh, many times what in in the context of we see these things that are going on in the context of law enforcement, where you if if you put greater value on yourself than somebody else, then you may not see them as a person of worth, a person of value. You may see your worth, your value, greater, more important than theirs, as opposed to there being equal worth. Um, and when we embrace the understanding and the fact that we there is one source for all, we all come from the single source of God, which is is love. That has to be the basis and the foundation that, that we go back to um, in, in order to 
in order to be able to correct this when it's said and done. The responsibility that we have in the, the playing out of the issues where love is, is missing and that being this aspect of, of racism being perpetuated in our society is that when, when good people say nothing, when there is not the acknowledgement of the privilege that one uh, that the, the, the white race of, of our brothers and sisters have over that of people of, of color, and simply acknowledging that um, when that is done, and when in, when uh, the you know many individuals, in fact, there was a poll that I saw. Uh, I believe it was in, in the Times. I believe it was in the Times, so don't quote me as that. But the, the long and short what it's expressing is that um, whether there's an issue of racism in America, whether it's seen as being an issue, the line is drawn along, along racial lines. In other words, when, when, when blacks are asked, people of color are asked, is there an issue of racism in America? It's the percentages are above 70% who say that's the case. When uh, the, the white community in America is asked that, 35% say there isn't an issue, that, that a bigger issue is being made than there really is. Um, and uh, it is challenging to see the class uh, or the race of, of people who are getting the benefit of the present system, not acknowledging the, the other who, who aren't receiving that benefit. Point being, once again, that it, even if an individual is not racist, because it would be ignorant of, for, for people to believe that all white people are racist, all white brothers and sisters are racist, that would be totally ridiculous and ignorant. Mm -hmm. The bigger challenge, I believe, is that the ones who are not, not too many are silent, not enough are standing up and, and speaking their hearts, not speaking love, but showing it through their behavior. I was talking with a buddy of mine yesterday, and we were talking about an issue, and he said, well, you know, hey, Steve, I vote with my feet. And essentially, he's, he's right. If there's an issue that exists, don't be, there's no need just to talk about it. What are your behaviors that, that you're going to engage that will support what is it you say? And uh, I believe that, that is, that's critically necessary, you know, to not stand by on the side and say, yeah, I love my brothers and sisters and uh, I'm, not, I'm not a racist, but how are you actively showing that? Because reality is love is an action word. Love brought us here. Love became the reason why someone would sacrifice their life for someone else. Uh, love has to be an action. It can't simply be a concept. It can't be ethereal. It can't simply be uh, a, a philosophic, uh, philosophical point. It has to be something that translates into behavior. It has to in some way become tangible. And when that does, it's, it's like difference between telling someone you love them and showing them that you love them. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, when you show someone you love them, telling them becomes less important. Notice I didn't say you never say it. 
It's like the old story of a guy who was married with and a couple that was married for like 30 years. And his wife said, you don't tell me you love me anymore. He said, I told you 30 years ago when we got married. If I changed my mind, I would have told you. So we have to, you certainly have to say it. There has to be that. Right? But um, the reality is, is that um, it, it has to be something that is, uh, translates into into behavior has to become tangible, and now you know you know uh, Aurelia you know more um, best I guess that I don't like talking about I don't talk about relationships a lot in person no. or over the radio right <laughs> um, and as I told you last time you know at some point or another we're gonna be talking about that you know it's gonna come up a bit more but be that way be that as it may easy we're not talking about that today but. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, I received the card uh, on my birthday um, from someone special who, and, and one of the lines in the card said this. It said, a love worth waiting for is a love worth working for. Right? And it's simply acknowledging the fact that uh, in, in order for love to be, um, to be sustained, in the first place, it necessitates a conscious action uh, and intent towards the the maintenance and cultivation of it. It won't. It doesn't just happen by itself. It requires action, right? And so, uh, I believe that you know what we're what we're talking about here today. We can look at the law of love as simply being. A, a concept um, or you know, just a philosophy that's a nice thing. But Marilyn, I think as you, as you brought out, we have to acknowledge and recognize that, number one, it, love is why we exist in the first place, because God is love. He created us. None of us brought ourselves here by ourselves. None of us willed ourselves into existence. There is a, there's a reason why and, and, and how we came. And so, that that also necessitates a responsibility that we have to work that out in our behaviors from day to day, which translates in our interactions with one another, which would eliminate the issue of race racism. It would it would embrace the value of diversity, the recognition that it, it is our our differences that make us great, that if everyone and everything was the same, how boring would life be? But it is those differences and being willing to, because uh, we don't want to ignore them. No, it's not about being colorblind. It's about appreciating those, those differences and not, again, just in concept, but in our behaviors, in our actions. Uh, in you know, at the, we, we taught in, during the course of our sessions this principle that says that uh, in the absence of internal controls, there have to be external controls, right? And so okay. where the law of love is not in operation in someone's heart, externally there need to be man-made laws that cause people to, to treat each other decently. There have to be rules and regulations that have to be followed by law enforcement so that there isn't a violation against people. But the, the Book of All Wisdom and All says that it says there is no law against love. 
that that love is the highest form and the highest power behind behind human existence. And if that would govern what our actions were from day to day, the challenges that we see would not be what they are because we would recognize that um, we're, we're all from the source of love and to be reflective of that will create a different experience for us. Right. So uh, I, I feel like I was preaching. I'm sorry about that. I no, you're not. Oh, you're not. You're not. You're not. Because if you know, if we went into in, in, in you know an even deeper conversation, we were talking about man and humanity against man. But mm-hmm. you know, you have to get past that because love has to be the premise. Love has to be the foundation. Mm-hmm. We have to base mm-hmm. our actions, our thoughts and our deeds on the premise of love. And you're absolutely right. If that existed more, there would be a lot less of a lot of the things we experience that are negative. Yeah, absolutely. And where there's silence on on that front, it lends itself towards agreement. In other words, if we see these injustices that uh, aren't reflective of love and we say or do nothing, we are essentially, uh, ostensibly, I should say, giving consent to those things taking place. And uh, what divides us, this issue that divides us, really needs to be the thing that unites us, for us to recognize that we're, we're, we're in this together. Uh, just as no one of us is as smart as all of us, no one of us is more value than, than the other. It is us together that allows it to be the case. The, the law of love reigns supreme um, that, that will impact um, our, our nation, our world, um, and allow us to be able to create a greater level of, of, of impact across the board. Well, uh, we, are, uh, we are out of time. And um, it's amazing, again, how quickly time flies when we're together. But I want to thank you, uh, Marilyn and Aurelia, for being on the line and for sharing your thoughts. I also want to thank you, our listening audience, for tuning in. We hope, once again, you've gotten some value from our time um, and that you take these things from being uh, just words that you've heard uh, to creating action points for yourself to realize that, that benefit for yourself and for others. All right. Um, again, my name is Steve Duggan. It's a pleasure to be able to be with you. Tune in next time when we'll be able to share with you more paradigms for life and success. Till next time, God bless. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live.